0: One of Jonathan Edwards' resolutions was to live with all my might while I do live. Join Ryan Hanley, Adam Howell, and Caleb Niedemeyer as we discuss living out deeply rooted affections. This is Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. All right, welcome back to Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. I am Caleb Niedemar, joined by the impeachable Adam Howell, <laughs> and the delightful Ryan wow. Yeah, I, I have
1: these, like, okay, so so far, <laughs> Adam's Adam. had these, like, immutable characteristics <laughs> of, like, genuine, like, it's part of his nature. Mine right. are sort of, like, <laughs> fun little quirks, and he's, he's delightful. He's a, he's a genuine right, fellow.
2: <laughs> so, that's alright, I'm good with that.
0: Impeachable. Impeachable's kind of... Well, I guess that's character-based.
2: It is. What does impeachable mean? Like, you guys can't vote me off of this podcast? That would be peachable. <laughs> <laughs> that what sounds it? delightful. <laughs> impeachable. I'm kind, of, kind of fuzzy
0: all over. Kind of like a peach.
2: What does impeachable mean? Like, you can't vote me off of this
1: podcast? No, I, I think that's what it means. That you impeach, impeach someone.
2: someone would be to remove them yeah. from office. so you're impeachable.
0: We can take you So off you can top. take <laughs> me off of the podcast. Fu- that's what I'm saying. Wow. Okay,
2: so see, you're... You're not so, con- your your concern is a little... It's not a concern, it's just an observation.
0: <laughs> so both like, of them
1: started
2: with M as well. I, I did like Impeccable I, a little bit better last podcast, if you could bring that one back around. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see last how, week, see. when we were in studio last week.
0: Last week, that's right. All of, uh, like, five minutes ago. Oh, oh, man. The magic of radio. Yeah. Welcome back
2: to Oaks of Righteousness <laughs> podcast. Uh, <clears throat> oh, okay. Can we get a mulligan on this one?
0: You want want to start over?
2: I don't. I'm glad. I'm good.
0: Alright, so the topic today is work. We all have jobs, Uh. I think. Yeah. I don't know if... I mean, you guys aren't planning on making a career out at LAC, are you? No, sir. You're not making a a career out of bus driving? I think I
2: already have. Fair enough. (laughs) I don't know how long you have to be somewhere to consider the career, but... I've got a little over a decade in that one, so. Well, what was the context this morning at church of the uh, the acted uh, driving a bus with slumped shoulders? <laughs> what was... Oh, Dr. Cook was talking about people uh, who
1: go to work every day think, I've only got 34 more <laughs> yeah. like That's <laughs> the joke when you're driving a bus the first day of school. It's like, only 179 more days to go. <laughs> that's too funny.
0: And I am not planning on making a career out of scanning... Orthopedic implants. Um, so, just for that clarification, it was everyone. unclear last week. <laughs> We've
2: now learned from our mistakes, right, Caleb? That's
0: right. Need to distinguish which type of implant I'm scanning. But there is a place for work, and there is a way that as Christians we need to view work. So I want you guys to give a, a snapshot of how Christians should view work. And I kinda wanted to just go around and, and say where where you guys were at because it's not like we have the job our dream jobs. It's not you're waking up Monday morning and you're like, man, this is what I wanna do for the next thirty four years until they put me in the ground and but how should we view work? Dude, thirty-four
2: years puts me at seventy.
0: I think I'll be fifty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll be 50. <laughs> <laughs> His voice just changed this last <laughs> yeah, week, So <laughs> So uh, where we're at, I'm, is that what you asked? Where we're at now, working? No, well, he, not say, how he, he just said where I, you're I, at. Yeah, I went that around oh, you you saying where we're at. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. that
0: it's not like, hey, this is how you should view work, and it's because I'm at my dream job. Yeah, no, because like, we're right
2: there with the listeners who th- may right. not be at the, the job they want to be at. Sure. Right. <clears throat> so I think biblical view of work, like it's mandated. Like we should work hard. We should work well. We should work for the glory of the Lord. Job-wise, though, like I feel like that's a far—we're just in a far different uh, type of job, I think, than what the Bible portrays. Like we're not an agricultural society here, so we're not like necessarily farming. But there are lots of people who are farming. But that—I guess—that doesn't mean that in an office job you quote work any less. I was talking to Liz about this the other day that. It's just a little different. You can still work hard and not be sweating, Right. Mm-hmm. I guess, is the thought there.
1: Mm.
0: I guess that's not a problem for you. No, I sweat about all the time. <laughs> yeah.
1: I sweat on a school bus because there's no air conditioning, and I'm not bitter about it at all. So My office is
0: like a cool 69.
1: I love it. <laughs> huh. Must be nice. Yeah. you guys hiring? <laughs>
2: hiring bus drivers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I probably, I mean, I think that there's something about like a work ethic. So in Proverbs, you get a lot about being diligent versus being lazy. Sure. Uh, that, of course, can be put in the context of anything that we do, parenting, whatever. But, you know, since you're specifically talking about work, we, um, I think we're to be diligent at our jobs, regardless of what they are, and regardless of whether we like them or not. That's something that I think uh, Eric Ostrander has been very helpful for me mm. um, over the years, just not to... We don't necessarily have to like our jobs, but the Lord calls us to be diligent workers. And, and, and in that, we reflect something of God's character right. and something of the image of God in man by being diligent. So, I don't know, man. I'm shooting from the hip. What you got?
1: Yeah, so I, I often think about the fact if, if I'm tempted to feel an attitude of complaining about you know being at a job where I'm driving a bus... We're just in a really posh point of history Mm. and a posh point of the world in Western culture that we have options to say, "I want to do this," or "I'd rather be doing this," or "Wouldn't it be nice if I could do this instead?" Hey, my family's got to eat, or I've got to eat, so I've got to go out and work in a field all day, and I'm doing that to have food to eat tonight. You know, so just to put it in perspective, like we we have it really well. I mean, there, there's yeah. just so much that we have that we aren't grateful for a lot of times. You know, with that being said, I think, you know, there's there's a point at which we we do pursue joy in, in our work, um, and I think there's joy to be found probably in just about any kind of work. There's things that I see other people doing that I really wouldn't want to do, but it's pretty amazing to watch, you know, a guy that pushes a dust mop around a floor to clean up, you know, whatever he's cleaning up. And he gets to the end and he just flips it around like he's been doing this all his life. And and there's something pretty amazing at seeing someone doing something really well. Adam and I went on a a rafting trip this summer in the Grand Canyon and watching these river guides, first of all, almost all of them seemed very much to love what they do. Mm -hmm. But to watch them... Pilot these boats down the river to watch them making food over a, a grill or a campfire to watch them just do their craft with excellence is pretty amazing. So you know, there's I think there's a way in which we can whatever we're doing. I think that's you know what was it, First Corinthians. No, I don't yeah. remember which chapter that is, but uh, you know whatever you do, you're, you're working at it for, for the glory of God, and um, it's it's just amazing to see. So. I don't remember what the original question even was at that point.
0: A snapshot of, of what a biblical worldview of, of work would be.
2: I like what you were saying about um, that we live in a posh time, I guess is what we could say. That's kind of what I was getting at with like, we're not farming now, and we don't. Yeah. We, I, I've, I've thought about I'm this a lot because. Farmers. What's that? Nothing <laughs> against farmers. No, not at all. Like, I, I, I've thought about this a lot because I've. I've often thought, man, I wish that my life could just slow down and I could farm. Hmm. And and that was like how we... I know, yeah. <laughs> well, the farmers are like... I know, wait, that's what? right. <laughs> that's right. You jerk. Sure? <laughs> sure. Go ahead and come on yeah, and slow down. <laughs> but no, But that's my that's my point. It's like, that yeah. is very... I couldn't do it. Right. I couldn't handle it. I would over. not be good at it. I would be incredibly <clears throat> tired and frustrated and probably stressed because I'm wondering if the crops are going to... I mean, right. you want to talk about... I, I wonder what degree Christians who are working in the jobs like, because so like I have a primarily an office job, so I'm at a gym, but I'm managing it, so I'm not um, I'm not like on the floor training people, training myself. I'm you know I, I'm customer service type things for gym members, and it's not super stressful to think is my paycheck going to go in the bank, right? But when you're the one out there working to Even get the food on the table, right? Uh, you know, there could be a pretty fair dependence on the Lord that happens there that doesn't happen at my job right. to some degree. I'm a little envious of that, you know. I would like to, <laughs> I'm not, I, yeah, I no, appreciate no, the, yeah, uh, hey, really... I grew up on a farm, like, I, I'm not, uh, I understand.
1: The... No, I, I get what you're saying, I definitely get what you're saying.
0: How do the affections as they? Uh, grow and mature how does that change how we view work like how would you like if you're talking to your 20 year old self and how you viewed work then how has it changed or how is it different than now and and for me it's a lot easier to think back to that because it was like last year that i was 20 so i can talk i can remember that pretty easily you know. now <laughs> get younger every episode <laughs> I've been I've been drinking Youthberry. Okay,
1: <laughs> is that a real product? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, what do I say to my 20 year old self regarding work? So for me, what I would say is, first of all, whatever work ethic you have now, keep at it and build it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I had instilled in me a pretty strong work ethic, but I, you know, I definitely had a. Things kind of come to us pretty easily. I, you know I even as a twenty year old didn't have to work all that much for the the things that I had, and so um, it would have been good to hear you know get out there and bust it and work hard. But a lot of it would have also been thinking about uh, how so how our affections impact the way that we do our job. I think there's. I don't know if it's a Western culture thing or just a human nature thing to think whatever we're doing, we want it to be fulfilling in some way. We want it Mm -hmm. to be exciting. We want it to to just be an absolute delight to go in every day and do it. There's no sense of drudgery to to a job. Um, So I think I would have just encouraged myself to be pursuing deeper things to be pursuing deeper joys deeper satisfaction in the kinds of work that you do like developing godliness developing solid relationships and things like that you know i think a lot of those things were there but it it would i can just think back and and remember many times if you're at a job you're not really that crazy about and you're like man i can't wait to get out of this place and you're looking at the classified ads every day thinking you know what what can i do to to find out to to get somewhere else from here and you know it would just be nice to instead be able to remember that you know whatever you're doing literally whatever you're doing work at it you know as as you're working under the lord so i honestly don't remember the question <laughs>
0: huh maybe you shouldn't be on your phone while we're podcasting <laughs> That's such a Western thing, you know. Trying to. It is. How do I? was I, just sitting here I thinking. I can't multitask. It's <laughs> <That's> true.
2: <laughs> like I'm not good at it. I never have been. What's that? Aren't actually to be doing.
0: The question, Adam, was: What would you tell your 20 year old self about work ethic, and how how would you counsel him?
2: Thank you. Maybe maybe you already Thank had you. it
0: like perfectly. With yeah, your 20, I don't know, man.
2: I um, I think I, my dad instilled a pretty heavy work ethic in me when I was young and um, so I think while I was on my phone I think I heard you say something about just keep <laughs> keep on with the work ethic that you have yeah I would probably say that there's a sense in which um, I would probably I don't know if I realized how when did I graduate 2000 I it was 1953 53 <laughs> yeah no it was 98 2002 so I was like 22 years old so yeah, twenty years old I probably was right in that phase of like thinking thinking about what do I want to do as a career that would not feel like I'm going to a drudgery every day mm-hmm. and then and then pursuing that. Now it's taken me almost two decades to get there and I'm still I'm actually still not there yet. But... Hashtag
0: are you still a free agent? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I am actually.
2: Um, I don't feel like even so even at the gym there there are There are times that I want to get out of that, but, um, it's not because of the work that I do there, or it, there's just certain things that are difficult to deal with, but there's going to be things that are difficult to deal with everywhere, you know? So that, so I think that's probably what I would tell myself then is just, you know, you're, you're going to have to look to things that are more exciting than necessarily the job itself in order to find fulfillment in it. Right. Um, and I, I think you mentioned pursuing godliness, pursuing, just a, a Christian worldview that understands work to be part of that. I think it's Dr. Moore that talks about we'll be working in the new kingdom in the new heavens and the new earth. We'll be working. And yeah. it's like, I'm good with that. Adam and Eve were to work the garden. Like that. that's part of it. You know, that's not a big deal. Work is not a curse. Yeah. <clears throat> but we can still enjoy it. Um, and so. We could find happiness even. We can find happiness in flipping things at work. It's true. But I don't even, so I guess I was trying to get this out of my brain and onto the microphone that like, <laughs> even, at, even, at the, <laughs> even at the gym, yeah, let's get a little messy, even at the gym, I don't, it's not necessarily a drudgery to go to work, mm. you know, because there are relationships that have been built right. there that right. are, that are fun and, and interactive and there are, inter- there are relationships there with non-Christians, which fulfills a bigger picture of the gospel worldview. Right. So, you know, even though we're, quote, not where we want to be for a career, there's zero reason to be dissatisfied with that, you know, right. if we have the right mentality of satisfaction. And so I would probably just tell my 20-year-old self to pursue that, you know, real understand that reality, number one, and, and then embrace that reality mm-hmm. and and be wherever you are be all there versus um you know wishing you were on the other side of the fence
1: well and just again because that that's an option that americans or westerners have that so many probably billions of people don't have so Mm -hmm. what do we tell them as believers like you know well it's tough to be you uh unfortunately you're you're in some kind of toil that you can't get out of so you're probably not going to be happy because you can't have a career that you really really want to be in and yeah I, it's just it's been helpful honestly to be driving a bus and working maintenance in a building for so many years to to think through like what what's our purpose in life what is our purpose and work and it you know if it's to have this great career that you get to do everything that you want to do most of human beings throughout history are probably really really frustrated because yes, right. they didn't have that ability you know but if it's if it's to work for the glory of God and to as you said be all there you know work heartily is under the Lord in whatever you're doing any human being um,
2: can find that
1: that fulfillment in that kind of,
2: of work what do you think makes jobs unfulfilling is it our mindset the person's mindset if anybody can find fulfillment in work, by doing it heartily as unto the Lord. Why don't we? <laughs> Why don't we?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, scrubbing a toilet can only be so great. I mean, it can only, you know I mean? You, oh, yeah, absolutely. You can only find so much <clears throat> delight in such a thing. So you are thinking bigger. But um, there's things that are just gross or things that are just hard or things that are just monotonous. I don't think we're meant to just love that part of it. It's just whatever you're doing, you're, you're working as under the Lord. If, if I've got to spend the rest of my life picking up rocks and moving them over to this pile, I, I have a command to delight in it in so much as I'm working as under the Lord. Um, I you know I don't necessarily think that means we're, we're just like, ah, sweet, I get to move rocks all day long. But maybe it is.
0: Do you think it's tied up in identity? Sure. Be, because okay. a lot of
1: people are like, you
0: know what do you do that's like one of the first questions yeah, yeah. out what do, do? Of right. what do you do and it's like well i just i scan stuff all day and it's like oh, well you must
1: be a really low person <laughs> that's right that's right yeah,
0: yeah. instead of you know i find my identity my personhood in who jesus christ is right and i am a child of god and now i am doing life for the glory of god and he has me scanning stuff right and i'm doing it for him and yeah it's monotonous but my identity isn't wrapped up in the beep beep right. beep over and over again it's in who Jesus Christ is I don't know I just thought of that question as kind of an identity
2: yeah I was thinking of status too like we, we in our culture we've placed status on certain job titles and we of course all by human nature want higher status but I guess that's maybe what I'm getting at is we don't <clears throat> There's, there's just a for, for a lot of us, there's a wrong view of what is proper work and what is good work. Mm. You know, like just because you're not the high on the totem pole or you haven't moved up the totem pole doesn't mean you're doing bad work. Um, and that's why you haven't moved up or, you know, whatever. Like there's there's value in scrubbing the toilet that, yeah, it's not fun, but you could be satisfied with your work at the end of the day.
1: Right. No, I think that's probably a lot of it. The the idea of identity and status is is very much tied up in probably any culture, certainly ours. And and I think that's probably a good place to start, if if not end. I mean, if if Mm -hmm. you are feeling drudgery in your work or you're extremely dissatisfied in your job for one reason or another, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. But I I think I would look first at am I, frankly, making my identity or my job an idol? Mm -hmm. Am I? trying to find fulfillment in something that is not meant to bring me fulfillment. Yeah. Um, if I'm something less than complete or fulfilled because I'm doing a certain kind of job instead of another one that I really, really want to do. I, I mean, we just, we weren't made to to be like that. That's not yeah. how we were made. I mean, we're image bearers of God. Blam. There's your identity. We're redeemed in Christ to follow him. Blame. There's your identity. Now, You've got a million you know, six billion different functions that, that every individual human being is supposed to be fulfilling on the planet. Yeah. If if I think if those if that primary identity is an image bearer of God redeemed in Christ to live out that life, then you know, I, again I'm not gonna At this
0: point in the podcast, one of our children came running up and needed assistance. That's why it took us so long to finally find our place again. Hopefully we did it quickly. Thought,
2: how does having a biblical worldview, or a biblical view of work, change how and why I work? <laughs> it's <laughs> we'll, all you, man. We're we'll waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> you didn't tell me to do it. You just said that, uh, you asked what have we not covered, and I that, that was it. So how does having a biblical view of work change how and why I work? Well, we talked a lot about uh, not necessarily liking our job but still working for the glory of the lord in it so i think if we have this biblical view of work as a mandate and as as a gift and um doing all things for the honor of the lord there's a sense in which we will work with diligence even if we don't necessarily feel like it i think our, our work should reflect god's image
1: um in us, So we are reflecting something of the character of God in the way that we work and what we're doing when we work. So, I mean, primarily, if I'm going to drive a bus, like, I want to do it well. Um, because it's not just, hey, I get a paycheck regularly if I do my job well. But at this point in my life, God's called me to be a bus driver. And I, I want to do it with excellence. I want to do it in a way that reflects God's excellence, the way that he approaches his work. Um, it's not lazily. It's not uh, dishonestly. I mean, it's he's mm-hmm. he works well um, with with excellence. So it's you know, not, but that complete. kind of right. Yeah. It's always I put complete. Put diligence
0: and full. in there. Not half yeah. yeah. I okay.
2: thought you wanted to be a good bus driver because you have sixty other souls on that bus. There is that. I, I do want to preserve <laughs> yeah, preserve them alive. That well, is that is also good. Get
0: them to their destination. Do you want to preserve all of them alive all of the time? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good answer. Good answer. Work's a a tough one, I think, as far as our culture and and dealing with it has to be something that I want to do all the time and at every point. And I think community also has something to do with that, where we don't view work as much culturally. I don't know if that makes sense. So it's me individually me deriving happiness out, job. Of, right, out of my right. job versus I am part of a mm-hmm. job community or whatever and I am working for the good of other people around right. me and yeah, uh, I true. think other cultures have have that up on us.
1: Sure. So we need someone to drive the bus or we need someone to sweep the floors and and all of us are saying that job is beneath me. I'm not going to... I have a higher calling. I'm going to do something more fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody out there wants to do that and be fulfilled by it, but it's not me. Right. Yeah.
2: Which is back to the status thing. I'm right. above that. I'm a, right. My identity is bigger than that.
1: I, I think there's something also to be said as a yeah. as a husband and father that often a, a good motivation is that I'm working for my family's benefit yeah. and good. And um, there's many times when... It can be in a particularly trying week at work or something where that's something I'll think about um, for the purpose of being grateful for my job, you know, that I can go to this job and, you know, it's something I've done enough that a lot of things, uh, I was going to say I could do it in my sleep, but that's not a good thing if you're driving a bus. Um, (laughs) But... You know i can go and do this and i can be grateful because it it provides for the needs of my family Um,
2: yeah i thought about that earlier when you were saying i don't remember what you were saying but i thought about that too in in this same conversation that that there's a sense and especially for the men we should value work um, simply because that's our role Um, one of our roles to to provide for our families and the, the society we live in the culture we live in that's bringing home a paycheck um, you know more right. than bringing home potatoes from the field right and and there's value in that there's right. so okay yeah I don't like what I did today I don't like flush uh, sweeping the toilets or scrubbing this or yeah, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't sweep I don't nuts. like <laughs> flushing the floor or sweeping <laughs> the toilets yeah okay you may not like what you're doing but there's value in the fact that you're providing for your family and uh,
1: there's that's worth yeah there's there's, there's been a couple times we've come home from vacation in in the winter time uh, when it's been very very cold and our water pipes are in our attic and they've been frozen solid when we get back
0: here in louisville Mm
1: -hmm. yes
0: it gets that cold here guys well Well,
2: if 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 your attic is
1: (laughs) not insulated and your water pipes are up there for some silly reason but um, i'll be up in my attic which there's about two to three feet between the floor and the peak of the roof so we're talking like crawling to get to the pipes and then the spot that's frozen i have to like crawl through insulation and everything and, and there's like nails sticking in my scalp so i can reach out close enough and it's five degrees in the attic you know what i'm sitting there's for like 30 plus minutes with a blow dryer to, with a blow dryer yeah that was a blow dryer yeah. sorry you couldn't see the hand motion <laughs> i thought you were just up there squealing or something <laughs> for no reason at all trying to put a heater up there and it's blowing a breaker and I'm having to crawl back through the insulation to go flip the breaker or or holler through the ceiling to my wife could you please go flip the breaker again and you know my the first time it happened I'm we we came home late I had to get up at five in the morning to go drive a bus and it was just one of those things where I was just frustrated you know I mean I really think it was God's kindness to to just put in my mind my wife needs a shower. My kids need a bath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, I, I'm not going to be able to go to work tomorrow if they don't have any water. Like this isn't even just hot water. This is water, period. And yeah. um, they need to drink water. And so, I'm, this is I am uniquely suited to know what to do, to know to be able to climb up here, to weather how many ever <laughs> minutes or hours I've got to be up in this place to thaw these pipes out. And it was genuinely moving to be sitting up there freezing my butt off, with a hair dryer trying to freeze our pipes you know and then like
2: <laughs> I'd be crying too <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I'd> nearly <be. laughs>
1: nearly crying when you hear the water go <coughs> and break through the ice and yeah. start flowing in you know and you hear it on some sink you'd opened up down below start flowing through and you're like praise God like really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the ability to be grateful for running water you know um, and for my family
2: those got uh, parts in the hallelujah chorus the in. In. Oh, yeah, dude. you better oh, you believe it you wake everybody else up hey we've <laughs> got water we've got water
0: you have any other final thoughts on on work
2: i thought about you made me just think about work Uh, not just our jobs but just like work even at at the Mm -hmm. house you know i mean stuff like unfreezing your pipes or for us it's a crawl space like we have to i have to get my big six three two twenty five down in the crawl space and with spiders
1: um, and darkness (laughs) yeah yeah and
2: other things and you know, I do it as I, I don't do it very often because I don't like it, but you know, when it needs to be done, it needs to be done. And so, yeah, there's that, that aspect too. And I think the, on the flip side of that, that just went through my mind was being thankful for guys who have a skill set yeah. that they can do those kinds of things. Cause I think a lot of us do take advantage of, of plumbers and electricians and guys who work very hard for a living. And I think we should, you know, part of our, Thoughts on jobs and affections and work and affections and thankfulness is expressing that to those guys too. You know,
0: I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. With uh, with work again for you listeners, uh, we'd love the interaction on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us, you know, get the word out about these conversations about living out deeply rooted affections. Questions, comments are always welcome. We we enjoy that. And until next time, remember there is ultimate joy to be pursued in this life and it's found in Jesus Christ. Pursue Him.